Warning, what you're about to hear was intended to make you laugh a lot. If you listen to the show and feel inspired, then that's awesome. But if you're easily offended or just can't take a joke, you should turn this off right now. Otherwise, turn this shit up and hang on. Welcome to the ghetto. Welcome to another episode of The Get Up. I'm your host, JP. Today with me is Warren and Amira Woodruff, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I always want to call you by your last name that I yeah. knew you as, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Amira and Warren are a dentist power couple, right? Is that how you describe sure. yourselves? Dental power couple? I would never describe myself that way, but yes, we're dentists okay. <laughs> so, and we're a couple. So Amira and I went to high school together and... She is now a dentist and has her own practice, and also you guys do a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Great. And you've written a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've done quite a bit. Yeah. I wrote a book, too. You so, did? Yeah. I self-published it on Amazon. Me, too. But, but it's the I way to go. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Right? So go ahead and introduce yourselves. Like, give a little bit more of the back history, who you guys are, what you got going on. Okay. Go ahead. Go first. He's pointing at me. <laughs> Uh, well, like Jason said, do you go by JP? I know you introduced yourself. Yeah, Jason, that way. JP, whatever. People call me all kinds of names. So okay, yeah, whatever you want to call. Yeah, me. so we knew each other back in high school. Um, so I was thinking earlier today that was like 20 years ago. Isn't that shit crazy? What happened? Right, that's that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, and so Jason knew me as Amira May, my maiden name, um, and then Warren and I met. Well, we actually knew each other when we were younger. Really? He pretends like he doesn't remember me back then. Because uh-huh. it was like first Don't grade. Stories. <laughs> really? Really? That yeah. far back? Yeah. Like we were in a community group, um, like elementary school. And I remember him because I remember like, oh, he's so cute. And he doesn't remember me <laughs> at all. That's <laughs> weird. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of weird how it rolls back. He's like, you're crazy. So I don't know weird. what you're talking about. <laughs> so then we went to Mich- University of Michigan together and we um, just became friends. And we were like friends all through undergrad. And then we started dating um, at the end of senior year. And then we both ended up going to dental school, and um, and then his father is a dentist, so we started practicing for him. Okay. After that, and then we got engaged, and then now we own our own practice. Where Where did the dentist part come from? Like, where Where was that? Like, well, what What was it? Just because your dad was already a dentist, so you already grew up kind of seeing that stuff, or so I yeah I I did grow up uh, you know around dentistry with my dad being a dentist, but. I actually never really thought I was going to be one. I was always into science and technology and computers and all that. So when I um, went to University of Michigan, I actually started out in the School of Engineering. And um, I was going to be a computer engineer. That is what I thought I wanted to be or maybe work in a studio. I, I love, right. like, the setup that you have right now. Like, I get excited <laughs> when I see things like out. this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. I'm, so, I'm, I'm kind of a tech geek, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started taking some classes in, uh, in engineering school, and it was – absolutely not what I expected it to be because I remember when I was in high school I did a summer program up at U of M and they show you like all this cool stuff and oh, you're gonna be working with robots and right. doing all this stuff and I didn't know that that's not until like you're maybe into like uh, working on your thesis yeah you're like <laughs> into your, in your graduate program and I know that I'm gonna have to go through like six years of just grinding Does through it, like doesn't that kill science. you though yeah. yeah I mean like I went to film school in Chicago and cool. like 
I got to skip a lot of prerequisites, but like, why do you have to go do all the, why can't you just go, like, you're paying, right? Why yeah. can't you just go and start doing the shit you want to <laughs> yeah. do? Like, it's funny, my son asked me, he's 15, and he's like, Dad, when am I going to start learning the stuff I want to? I was like, <laughs> on your own time, son, on your own time. <laughs> yeah, so, so but that's why I was going through some of those classes, and I always knew dentistry was something in the back of my mind that I was interested in, because it still was able to use technology, math and science that I was right. doing anyway, so... I ended up making that switch um, probably halfway into my first year into switching to a dentistry concentration and taking classes. Um, and then as I started talking to Amira more, I started finding I had no idea that she was interested in dentistry at all because she was kind of also in engineering at the time. Okay. And she was kind of all over the place of what she was thinking about what she was going to do. And then she brought up that she, since you were little, you always thought about being a dentist. Yeah, so. I, really? told, I told my dentist when I was six that I was going to be a dentist like him because I loved going whoa yeah <laughs> no one loves going to the dentist i loved going right? and what I about w- going to the dentist sorry we pump the brakes <laughs> real quick because no one likes going to the dentist what, what i just the- thought like all the tools are really cool and i just thought like it was really cool that like my face would be numb because it's not like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like i loved it because i never had dental work like i had cavities i had right. fillings done and i was a kid who was like terrified of needles like i was right. the kid who was like too old to be doing what I was doing at like the physician's office when right. I'd have to get my blood drawn. They would have to like seriously have like five nurses holding me down. I did that with my son. Not now, like recently, but yeah. when he was little, yeah, terror. Yeah, but I wasn't that little. Like it was embarrassing, <laughs> but I wasn't embarrassed because I was so scared. <laughs> in high school, they had to... <laughs> it was like, it was middle school. Wow, they had to hold me really? down. And so like, I had no idea that he was giving me shots until one time, I think in middle school. Oh, like when they, they numb up your gums Yeah, and I stuff didn't like... know that's what he was doing. I didn't know needles you, were involved you, you at all. You didn't see the syringe? He always would hold it like behind his back. Yeah. I didn't know what he was holding. You know, like the classic, like uh-huh. look behind your back. Um, <laughs> but then one time he had it behind his back and then he like, he forgot something. So he like reached to get it. And then when he reached, his hand came up. And it, the needle was just like in the air. And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> and so then he just talked to me. He was like, every time you've been numb before, this is what I did. And he just rationalized with me. And like, I like very logical back then too. And I was like, well, okay, I guess it can't so, be that bad. So I let him do it. And that was a moment also when I was like, that's really cool that he also like the psychology behind it. Right. Like he was able to get me who is someone who would never have let someone put a needle in my mouth if I knew what was happening. Right. And it was happening for years. It's, you know? it's still just bewildering to me. Like, to like it? You got to fear needles, but go ahead, doc, drill away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what they're... If I knew I everything that, that was happening, most kids I is the noises those tools make. Like the, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Kids also hate taste. Yes. Like any taste they don't like, well, they're either like threatening to vomit or they just won't open anymore. Well, I think the worst part of the dentist for me was just the like... Okay, don't swallow anything. We're going to work in your mouth now for a second. Okay, here's the straw to suck everything. And, like, just sitting there with your mouth open for so long. I always think it's funny, though, that people are afraid when they're in the dentist's office to swallow their own spit. And so, like, their mouth will pull up with their own spit. And they're like, I need to suck. I'm like, you can swallow, too. It's just your own saliva. (laughs) But people are like, oh, no, I can't can't swallow that. I'm like, you can swallow your own saliva. (laughs) So you you guys go to, to, to U of M and so... Besides her remembering you and you not remembering her. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you guys go to U of M and then after you, like how long is dental school? So U of M was just what the engineering and stuff. And then you guys decided to make the switch to dentistry. Yeah. Where do you go to school? for that? So uh, we both went to University of Michigan dental school and it's okay. four years. But with professional school, like dentistry or medicine, um, 
you can have any degree as long as you have the prereqs to get in. And a lot of schools, you don't even technically need to have a degree. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you can major in anything. You could have majored like in film. Yes. Um, as long as you had all the requirements for that particular program. Most of the programs are pretty similar what they require. And then you could have just gone to dentistry school? Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. yeah. Dentistry school? Yeah. So, most people in dental, like, in our class in dental school, they were, most of them, I would say, were, like, science majors. Really? Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Now. Like, physical science majors. We both ended up majoring in psychology. So, like, you know, social science. Right. Um, but there's a wide variety of what people um, majored in. Um, for me, like Warren said, I did also start off engineering because, like, in IA, like, I had never yeah. heard of engineering. I didn't, you know, no one talked to me about it before until pretty much then when, like, I right. really loved math and science. And then I was like, oh, well, that sounds, to me, I was like, wow, you can get a great job after just undergrad. You don't have to go <laughs> on. And after IA, I was like, which is our high school, it was very difficult. I was like, I'm excited about the thought of just being done after college, mm-hmm. four years. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this degree that I graduated with is supposed to get me out of some of these years of school. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I started off with that, but then I, like, it just it, it it felt like some of the things I really liked, um, but then it just didn't feel right. I interned um, some engineering um, like jobs, and I was just like, this just doesn't feel like me. And so then I, that's why I started thinking back right. to dentistry, and um, and then I was like, well, let me major in something that I've always been interested in, but haven't had exposure to because. I won't ever get to again. Like, why not right. while I'm in college? So then um, I know at our high school, they didn't have, like, any psychology classes, yeah. which is what I was always, like, wishing I could have learned in in high school because I knew I had other friends at other high my, schools my who did My son does it. that. Like, he just got done with the last semester was psychology. And, oh, my God. First of all, he keeps trying to, like, run around here, like, talking all this. He knows all the psychology <laughs> stuff. Oh, Dad, this is why you're doing that. This is the psychological reason behind that. You think I should be a psychologist? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so I, you know, I just never had exposure to that. So I was like, you know, I'm going to major in that. Um, because of engineering, I had already technically done a lot of the prereqs for dental school just okay. by what was included in the gen- engineering program. Um, so I ended up switching to psychology pretty late. So I had to take an extra semester to finish graduating. So even though we were both the same year, I started dental school a year later because I had like an extra semester, then a semester off. And he went straight. He finished. He switched from engineering soon enough where he was able to finish uh, on time. Okay. But that extra semester off was heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I took a, after graduating, I took a year before going to school. It was funny, like, I had, we had a class in IA that was uh, books to movies or books to film, whatever. Mm. And that was, like, the first time that someone had, like, put into my head that you could actually, like, have a career making movies. Mm-hmm. And I love film, so it was like, really? You know, and then I looked at different schools and... <clears throat> You know, like, New York's a really big spot for for film. Mm-hmm. And then out in California. And then I went to Columbia College in Chicago, which is, like, the closest, like, actual big film school. Uh, one of the, I think the cinematographer that works with Steven Spielberg the most, he's from that school. So, okay. like, every time they're doing a movie, they pluck people from that school. Uh, Chicago's always having film shot there. Yeah. Um, when uh, when I was in school, Spider-Man 2 is, was filming and actually... I had an exam that day, but, like, a bunch of kids went and were extras on Mm -hmm. the the train fight scene Mm -hmm. where he's fighting Dr. Octopus. That was all in Chicago. Like, literally, we were on a break from our test, and 
the train went by with all the camera rigs and everything on it was really cool but then they ended up meeting sam raimi the director and everything because they were wow. film students wow. and stuff so it was, it was a really neat experience i didn't get to have but uh <laughs> it was it was really cool being there but it was that kind of thing like i never thought about that mm-hmm. until i had talked to one of the like career counselors at school and they were like oh well, you check out this college and yeah. you can really do that now Chicago was really expensive, so right. I only made it like one semester, and then I had to move back home, and then mm. ended up having a kid. <laughs> mm. Things changed a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, life plans changed yeah. quite a bit, so I, uh, yeah, I ended up working for my uncle, uh, doing deliveries, and that's what I wrote my book on, was uh, just like 40 short stories about my crazy delivery experiences. Oh, I have like good. a whole another 40 <laughs> stories ready to go. I just <laughs> didn't sit down to write it. I sold like 40 copies. You know, it's like 2.99 on Amazon. Yeah. It's called What the Truck. What the Truck, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> go buy it. It's on Amazon. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I just like try to stay busy and do all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. my girlfriend does crafting everything. That's the whole mess going on over there. And, okay. But yeah, so I mean like the school part, that was one of the things that annoyed me too is like, the prerequisites that i had to take like i had to do you know the english and the math and all this stuff it's like well i just want to go make movies i just yeah. want to be a director you know uh, um a cinematographer it was funny though because when we were there one of the things like the uh when we went to orientation they're like how many people want to be directors and like everybody's hand shot up mm. he's like cool one of you will make it like one of you will be a director why is that uh so the one of the things that he said was it's everyone's misconception of what a director is. Mm. <clears throat> you find out that like what you thought a director is isn't really what it is, and then you may fall in love with a different part of the process. Mm-hmm. But it's like being able, the director's job, the way you put it, is being able to speak all these different languages and bring everybody together to complete the project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the vision that how he sees it. So it was really neat. And then I worked with uh, a couple people on their directing projects and I was doing storyboarding for an animated movie like I was, I was doing quite a bit of stuff before I had to move back home yeah. so it was kind of sad but do you still dabble at all uh, I want to I was working on a script with a couple friends for a uh, tv show to see if we can get it made mm-hmm. uh feel the climate's pretty right for it and then uh I have a buddy right now that's going to Specs Howard for video editing, so okay. he wanted to work mm-hmm. on something. Yeah, it was it was tough, and it's funny. Uh, do you remember Ted Hauser? He he, he was, was in my familiar. graduating class. Yeah. He actually is one of the directors of Cinetopia Film Festival, so he, he was a guest on my show, and he actually uh, he moved out to California, did video editing and stuff for a while. Uh, he's shot some short films, and now he's back in Michigan. And uh, the Cinematopia Film Festival, like I said, he's one of the directors, so he got to help pick. They did a Detroit Voices where they focused on Detroit filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they highlighted, like, the best of the submissions and stuff from Detroit and everything. It was cool. I went and seen that. that stuff too. Cool. It was really neat. But uh, he, he stayed with it. I, you know, having a kid changes a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> in your priorities. Uh, so it was, it was harder and harder. I wrote a few scripts that I had always wanted to, to shoot and, like, started getting cameras and stuff together and but just never life got in the way and yeah. never picked it up maybe i will in my twilight years who knows you know yeah, but definitely. so now it's i'm doing this <laughs> um there's a film school in troy mpi yeah motion picture yep. institute mm-hmm. yeah i don't know much about the um like the students who go there how what their experience is from the right. film side yeah. but like i'll go sometimes to like open auditions there for like the students yeah, to you, like act you do that there. too right yeah, yeah. Look at you. 
Yeah. So, so, so Warren, what else do you do besides dentistry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to stay on, stay on her level. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I mean, I like I said earlier, I'm really, I'm really into technology. So I kind of, when I was in uh, undergrad at Michigan, um, in the engineering area, they had this whole place where you can rent out space to use all their video editing equipment, mm. their sound audio equipment. I mean, they even had like a million, cool. a million dollar studio in there. And so that was like mm. one of my passions is just learning and kind of teaching myself. And I took a couple of courses on the weekend to learn how to um, do some small video editing and then also audio, audio editing. Right. And so from that, I remember when we were in, in uh, college, like I made a a video, it was like a senior video. I compiled all these pictures and videos through the years of all our friends and we made like just a big graduation video. And so that was fun just like working on that project for right. like the last semester of something that I was always interested in doing. So um, as I got, you know, a after school, started getting busy obviously with dentistry, but I still always kept that in the back as a hobby. And so um, when we started our own podcast and when I do other things, I love to like edit short videos or right. or um, anything with technology. So anytime like a new gadget comes out, I'm I know I'm loving you know trying to f figure out how to put everything together and how <laughs> everything works and and things like that. So that's one of my passions. Um, and then other than that, I. I'm really into sports. Uh, I played basketball in high school, okay. and um, big fantasy football guy. And so, right. me and my friends from like high school have been running uh, a league for last 20 years now. Wow, so, a 20-year league. Yeah, and so crazy. it's yeah, intense. I mean, crazy. we have like a league manual that's like 50 pages long, and like he's saying we. He's a commissioner, so <laughs> yeah. he created it all. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's trying to say we, so it doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a fun outlet because like like you said, time goes by so quickly, and this is the oh, way yeah. that. That I keep up with all my friends from yeah. high school and college, and we—I mean—we're together when people get married or they have kids or yeah. weddings or, or anything that's going on. Um, it's a way that we we keep in contact. We have a group that's email cool. that's going along throughout the year too. They're so, so serious. They have a list of people who are no who are like banned from like oh, really? not yeah. paying when well, they're supposed yeah, to like pay. If you don't pay yeah. your dues, you're banned from the league. <laughs> <You're banned. laughs> oh uh, and there's a waiting list. <laughs> yeah, but someone hoping wow. someone's gonna fall off so they can take the spot. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so that, that's fun. And other than that, I like to do some like business consulting to okay. like to help people that are starting their own dental practice or help people that have online businesses with their websites um we've made a couple of our own websites ourselves too and we taught ourselves to how to do that so that's the fun because i never thought i would be able to make my own website right. but uh yeah that's fun too. there's a, there's a lot of like interesting tools too that help you do that like i've i've had websites like uh cheese because I, I was a magician, <clears throat> so I would do, like, bar magic and stuff, and I used to DJ quite a bit, so DJ Magic was the name I used. Oh, and cool. I've had websites and stuff. Like, it's funny, actually. I've got cards in the little silver case over there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I haven't done that for a little while now, but I was DJing quite a bit, too, out of, after high school in Detroit, Mount Clemens a lot, doing okay. a lot of hip-hop stuff. And then, uh, it was, but it's it's so tough to, to stay with. But, yeah, so, like, I would create websites and stuff like that. Like, I can't remember what it was, like, whatever the damn site it was. But, you know, there's a lot like Squarespace and all yeah. these other sites that will help you build them too. Yeah. Now, do you use those? Or do you, did you guys like actually learn like HTML or like any of the languages? To... We had so... to learn some of the languages in college, but I don't remember any of that. But what we do is, well, you, you're like, that's like his thing. His thing, right? We talk more about it. Well, like, like she's saying, I remember even in high school, I took some computer programming classes and we had to learn HTML. So I know some basic coding, um, but the biggest thing now, like you're saying, there are Squarespace and other things that are out there, but the main one that majority of major companies use is WordPress. Yep. And yeah, WordPress, WordPress is 
really easy. It, it seems daunting at first because you don't need to understand HTML to do a simple website on WordPress because they already have pre-made themes that you can choose right. from. And from there, you can you know you can add plugins and things to make it even look nicer. But if you do understand HTML, then you can enhance your site even more. So having the small knowledge of it allows me to make like small edits to make it right. better. But um, it's it's really easy. I mean, we used a, we watched a tutorial video on YouTube on a theme that we liked and. Within a few days, I mean, we had the bones of the website up, and then that's we've cool. just been tweaking it. I'll tell you what, like that's the internet's changed a lot of that. We, me and a buddy, bought a motorcycle <clears throat> that we didn't know if it ran at all. Like, <laughs> bought it. <laughs> just bought it. Yeah, it was like like a couple hundred bucks, right? We were like, we'll go in on this. He's like, you think we can fix this? I was like, me, you, and the internet, man, we got this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right? And we got it running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we ended up getting it running. Then he went and just bought a brand new motorcycle. So then I ended up selling it to someone that wanted a bike to fix up and customize. Yeah, but. yeah YouTube well, is, I mean, makes it, you can learn anything on YouTube. I know, right? <laughs> well, so. even with the HTML codes, like if, let's say there's something we want to make more customized on our website, you can just Google whatever your theme name is from WordPress and what you want to do, and then you can find someone has made the HTML, and you just have to know where to put it right. to make it work, but you don't have to, like, do it from scratch. Right. What is, the like, the a common... Do you see like the same common issues when you're working with people on websites, like the design layout? Because like, I don't know if enough people pay attention to that when they have an idea like, oh, I want to get running with something, right? Like mm -hmm. sometimes people are so just, woo, yeah. let's get going and like trying to cram too much into stuff. Like to me, yeah. I feel like simple is more elegant than like just, woo. And you look at like some of the major companies like Apple, you look at their website, or you look at some of these websites where they're very clean and it's very simple and there's not a lot on there. And what they're doing is they're trying to, push you to or point you towards making the, the, the sale or the purchase right and so um yeah I, I always tell people like the white backgrounds is 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 big because then and there's certain colors that work better than other colors yep. and um the size of the button for clicking to purchase something is important too and so there those those things that you'll notice a lot of people that are just throwing up a website don't pay attention to those things and they'll yeah. try to cram everything on the main page and and too much text, and yep. the next thing you know, the person, they, they have a short attention span. They're going to click off your page if it's not clear what you're selling or what you're right. about. So. Or when there's too many call to actions, whether it's a website or, like, just an email, people just don't click anything. The more things you have to click on, the less people click at wow. all. Yeah. No, there's a whole whole bunch yeah. to that design. It's the, the company I work for downtown. It's a pretty big mortgage company. They uh, hmm. One of the things they do is, you know, we have the online mortgage option, and <clears throat> one of the teams I was meeting with, they were that's they had a whole team dedicated to like the buttons that you click on the website, yeah. which which one, which color, which size, mm -hmm. yeah. generate more clicks, and like yeah. they run all these crazy tests and analytics yeah. to just figure out like the best way to get people to buy in and actually yeah. take that action. The yeah. psychology behind it too, like you like even certain colors entice you to do certain things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a website or like even like a restaurant. They say like the color orange. I think it was yellow and red make you hungry so like if you think about all right. like the main like fast food restaurants most of them have those colors well, there's they're saying like the i remember reading an article a few years ago but that like the the brightness of the lights oh i forgot to turn that other light on i should probably do that the brightness <laughs> of the lights uh can influence the taste of your food so like they're saying one of the reasons why restaurants are usually darker like fancier restaurants with mm -hmm. that that have a lot of wine and stuff is because the light can actually affect the taste of the wine oh like gosh. psychologically yeah. i gotta turn that's gonna drive me nuts All right, no <laughs> <laughs> there we go oh big difference okay. a little brighter so <laughs> one of the things in uh starting to do video was uh 
my first like if you go look at the videos that i have posted right now they're horrible like the video quality is atrocious what type of video um so the first video i ever did um was with the cell phone and what's cool about the cell phone is like the camera's pretty good so the video quality looked all right but it doesn't have enough memory so it died like mm. stop so it's funny like the video like three quarters of the way through it just becomes a still image oh. <laughs> and the audio the rest of the audio plays yeah. out uh and then i went to the camera that we bought our daughter for christmas like a year or so ago and <clears throat> i only had like the one light over there before i had these lights so then it was like super dark like i I had all these lights on for for one, and it there was too many shadows and stuff. I didn't like mm-hmm. the way it looked, so I was like, "I'll just do the one light source." It looks like we're having like a candlelit dinner, <laughs> and then the camera because the the light is so bad, the the footage is really grainy. But it was like, "Oh well, we're here yeah. now." I already recorded two hours of this, so like, uh, you know, lessons learned. So then, um, then then I got these lights. I was like, "Okay, we're not going to do that part again." So getting the better lights definitely help, but yeah. then now I have this camera and that one's wait. See now I, I keep running to different issues like the tech yeah. side of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Is like that camera's way better than that one. Yeah. So like w- the edit the video that I'm editing right now, it goes between the three camera angles, which creates a ton more work. Yeah. Because I'm literally <laughs> so like before when it was one angle, I could like chop the beginning where we're clapping and everything, right. and chop the end and just put in like the outro, and I was pretty much done. Right. Now I'm like literally. I have to go through and I gotta cut everything. So when you talk, it's gotta cut to you. When you talk, you know, like it's cutting over here. Then when I'm talking, it's cutting over here oh or God. doing the wide shot. So yeah. it's a lot more. And it's funny because you were talking about, you know, being like a, a tech yeah. guy. Uh, so I'm like, man, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. There is. It's expensive, but there's a better way. Uh, so the, now the next thing that I wanna try to get is a live video switcher where I can run all the cameras into it. And you can just hit a button to pick which camera is, oh, wow. is doing the feed. And the audio is still synced up. So the, the audio wouldn't be, but the video file would be done. And it, instead of being three memory cards yeah. with all this data I have to go through and chop up, it would just be the one video file. So it wouldn't be as large as all three, but then it would already be edited pretty much okay so then i would just have to sync the audio trim the beginning and end and it would be pretty much done because i could just like camera two is for you guys camera Mm -hmm. one's for me camera three is the widescreen but i'd have to get another camera for there and i'd have to get a better camera for there because that one doesn't have the connection that works with the machine and then mm. the machine itself's like three hundred bucks, and oh, yeah. oh, you know. And she's like, "Oh my god!" What are you doing? <laughs> well, what's, <laughs> so, what's tough too is you're the one, you know, being the host of the show, and then you're trying to, yeah, you know, I, press would, the I would have to be and, trying to do this and yeah. checking the audio at the same time, and that's yeah. the problems we have sometimes with our podcast. Is I'm like looking at the time, I'm looking, making sure it's recording, yep. I'm looking at while I'm trying to make sure I'm saying what I'm supposed to be saying and, and, and engaging in the conversation because <laughs> you don't have like an editor in the background that's doing right. the work for you yeah. when you can just enjoy the interview and, and talk and let someone else all that so it is it is a challenge yeah so like that's one of the things that makes it awkward sometimes i'll have a monitor here especially like if it's like an artist or a musician so i can look up the stuff and we can both look at it and it's uh that part like you get to like the dead time where you're like trying to search for something you know (laughs) (laughs) and you're like yeah so uh yeah i try to have stuff up you know already but yeah yeah, it's it can be pretty interesting so the the dental stuff so you Worked with your dad. Yeah. Did the, so do you have to do an apprenticeship like most other medical fields? Like like the, the internship or apprenticeship for, you know, like uh, my my stepsister uh, is 
going to medical school. Mm-hmm. Actually, she just finished and passed all her tests and stuff. So now she's doing like a residency. Yeah. So do you have to do the same thing for dentistry? No. So you don't, once you finish dental school of four years, you are a general dentist. There are options if you want to do like a year in a hospital, they call it like a general practice residency where you're basically just getting more experience. Um, but that's a choice. Um, or you could do like a more aesthetic uh, residency for a year. But if you want to specialize, like be an uh, endodontist, orthodontist, you know, right. pedodontist, whatever. Uh, what specialty, the hell was that last one you just said? Pedodontist, pediatric dentist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> most people. You rattled say it off so dentist. fast. Like, what did she just say? <laughs> there's there's quite a few. Um, depending on what you want to do, then that is an extra um, actual uh, program you a apply residency. for. Yeah, yeah and okay. they're considered residencies. And that could so. be two to three extra years after. Or oral surgery would be six years. Yeah. yeah after. I don't know if I can just do that much more schooling. That's right. why we're both general dentists. You know, I'm just, I don't know if, I mean, even that, even that, it's like, man, you already do it. So, you yeah. know, I loved school. I actually liked school compared to, like, my son. He hates school. My daughter, she likes school for the most part, but my son, like, hates it. And I was like, man, I just always like to learn and stuff and, yeah. you know, hang out with the friends and everything, too, which is funny because, like, you got a fantasy football league with people that you went to high school with. I talked to like three people, maybe, but it's like once or twice a year. But you guys had a very small school. I mean, yeah. we, we I did. had five hundred people in my graduating class at West Monkville High School, so it's a lot more people. Yeah, I had a, like a hundred and two or I something. I had ninety nine. Yeah, okay. like it was real small. I mean, <laughs> I, come on, our high school was a refurbished elementary school. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You had to like do like a complete bin just to get to the drinking fountain. <laughs> We had like bathrooms in all the classrooms. <laughs> wow, that definitely brings back that, that brings back elementary school memories to me. I mean, like in elementary school, I don't think it's that bad, but I can't imagine being like in high school. Like, I'm trying to think back. Did I ever use one of those bathrooms? Well, I mean, come on, if someone's blowing to. up a toilet in that bath, like, and you're in the classroom, come on. I will never forget when I was in elementary school and we had our tornado drill. And yeah, part we, of the tornado drill, it's all the kids had to go into the little bathroom in in the um in the classroom. And we had to like sit against the wall on the floor, and like the I'm, I'm like the bathroom is dirty and nasty, and like oh, yeah. and we're sitting there, and like I'm like okay, can we get up now? Like is it over? Like no, you have to wait till they've given us the clear. I'm like okay, we're sitting on the floor, this dirty bathroom that people are probably like who knows what on the floor. <laughs> See, th- what was funny for us is when uh, I remember one of the tornado drills that we had. Uh, in elementary school, we had to go into the girls' bathroom. So it was like, this is the girls' bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> this is like that other world we don't know about. Like, what's the girl? Is it different than the boys? You know, it was kind of funny. But, but yeah, so it was it was it was goofy. Yeah. The the bathrooms in the school. All it was stuff. really weird. I forgot all about Isn't that. Are your sinks like really low too? Yeah, everything yeah. was low. Yeah, everything was. Yeah. And then like they built an addition to it so like that part was normal yeah. <laughs> everything else wasn't but yeah i just like i don't know like just the keeping tabs with everyone i'm not huge on social media mm-hmm. which has made like doing this part of uh, is kind of a problem right because i love this aspect of it and i love talking to people and, and hearing their stories and, and a lot of that came from when i was djing and i was working with musicians like me and a buddy would put on shows for musicians that were trying to get out there and get exposure mm-hmm. to perform at and be variety shows so, you know you could have a rock band followed by a rap group followed by a an acoustic performer like we had everything and it was just really cool to talk to them and, and find out like what their story was and why they were a musician and everything but uh totally lost my train of you're but shit. then you probably like promoting it on social media yeah. but you're not that active on social media <clears throat> right so yeah. like it was even with this like i never had an instagram before this mm-hmm. you know facebook like this is the most, it was funny because 
people that know me were like, what's going on? Because you've never been this active, like, on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Before I started doing this, uh, like, once or twice a year, I would just, really? like, just yeah. check, see what's up. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, see if anyone's tried to send me an email or a message on Facebook or something. But other than that, like, nothing. No Instagram. And my girlfriend had Instagram and everything and all this stuff all the time. And I was like, I don't need all that. And now I have to be on yeah. it. So it's like, it's part of the game, right? Yeah. And I think for me, when I came back from Chicago, that was kind of part of the issue, right? It was hard to find like-minded people that were like into film and wanted to. Like the networking was a little harder than it is now. And I mean, yeah. that was still like the earlier days of the internet, mm-hmm. you know, like 2002-ish, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like pff, nothing. I see people posting like casting calls. Yeah. You know, like right on Facebook and on Instagram and everything too. So it, it's definitely changed everything, yeah. and it's made it uh, easier to see what you know old classmates are doing. Right. And yeah. I still really don't talk to many people. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wish I wasn't as active on social media, just because it's it's like a waste of time, really. It, yeah. But on the other hand, I that is the best way that I've been keeping in contact with people, just because right. I'm not great with keeping contact, not great with the phone. Um, but then also like with business side, you have to be active. Like even with den- like, you don't know how many people find our dental office from Instagram. Really? Yeah, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Really? Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Wow. And it's I like, thought, look, whenever I need something, I just go into Google Maps and I'm like, yeah. where is the nearest one of these things? And yeah. tw- pops what, it up so, and I start looking at reviews. Right. So what's interesting is, is that, so that's true. Like if you know that you need a dentist, you're going to go to Google and you're going to look for dentists and look for the reviews. But what happens is, is that on social media, we can really target a specific type of person in a specific area um, that we, we want to reach out to as a potential patient. And so I may be able to create an ad and I can say, I want to reach out to women ages 25 through 55. Right. Who are usually the most, yeah, yeah. the most common person that of a family is going to make a dental appointment. And I want them. <laughs> You're targeting the mom. Exactly. And I'll say within three miles of our office. Um, and then I'll make an ad and I'll say, I only want it to show up in their news feed. So they're right. scrolling through their news feed, yeah. looking at their friend stuff, and all of a sudden it pops up a dental ad. And they're like, wow, I haven't been to the dentist in a couple of years. Or I, I right. need a new dentist. My dentist is retired. And now it's like triggering in their mind. Like, oh, why not give them a call? This looks like a fun office. Right. So now you're getting someone in that that wasn't thinking about a dentist. But now no. they're, they keep it keeps showing up in their news feed. And they're like, oh, they're right down the street from me? Well, they got a lot of good. Let me go to Google and look at right. their reviews mm-hmm. and all that. And so by by targeting them that way, it's the same as like if you're watching a commercial on TV and you keep seeing those yeah, Coca-Cola the ads, the same things. Yeah, you're not going to buy a Coke after you see the ad, but it's just but it's, subliminally it's, it's putting in your in mind. There, right? yeah. So when you're at the store, you're going to be like, oh, maybe <clears throat> I should buy a Coke for some reason you're thinking. It's because you've been seeing that over and over right. again um, as well. So I, I, I think that's why it works so well on social media is that you're able to really keep you know, putting out your your product or whatever your serve or your service that you're selling, um, but you have to be consistent with it, and that's the hard part. Um, it, it is hard, about it you know. Well. Like it, it's funny that you said that too. That like that's the demographic that you're aiming at because literally this morning, when I was like, my son's like, "Who's your your host or your guest today?" And I was like, "Oh, that's the girl that I went to school with, and you know, her and her husband are dentists." And it's first thing out of my girlfriend's mouth, you know, you need to make a dental appointment. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. And he's like, "I just got my braces off." And we're like, "Yeah, orthodontist is different than the dentist." <laughs> yeah. Anytime I have a patient, because we always when we have a new patient, we'll ask like we have on the paperwork, um, "How'd you find?" But like a lot of times people check right. other, so like, yeah. we always what, ask, what the hell know, is other? Yeah, "Yeah, how'd you find us?" Seriously, ninety nine percent of the time, if it's a man any age like any age really it's like my mom my girlfriend my wife yeah 
You have to ask them because sure. I don't know. They're the ones who told me to come. <laughs> they, they, I'm, yeah. the same, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same way. I got other stuff to do with my So family. we don't waste ad, do- ad dollars on, on the men. <laughs> so so you find that that is really helpful, huh? Yeah. yeah. Doing the, the ads through mm-hmm. the like Facebook and, and Instagram it's cheap. and stuff. So like yeah. that's, that's the crazy part to me is with especially everything in the news all the time about Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that everyone still uses it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Instagram now is, is owned by Facebook. So you know the same kind of stuff is going on. But I always wondered how much does it really – how worth it is it to do one of those? You know, like, you know, you can boost this post for yeah. X amount of dollars and it'll do this and it'll do that. Like, is it really worth it? But, yeah, you're, you're saying, well, you have to, you have to know your demographic too. So, like – Instagram has a different demographic than Facebook. YouTube has a different demographic yes. than those. And so depending on whatever your product or service is, you need to find out where your customers right. and community is. And so for us, like, I've, what I've noticed over the years is that Facebook is actually going towards more of an older demographic. Yeah, definitely so, is. It's us. Yeah. 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 We're so, the Facebook we're the generation. Yeah. And so <laughs> that, those are the people that we're really targeting um, because we want the people that have the families and, and the working you know, people right. to become patients. But then at the same time, Instagram works really well too because you have a lot of people in their 20s or early 30s that are really heavily on Instagram. So mm-hmm. we're on there too. Because you guys on TikTok yet? No, no. I'm, <laughs> I've never done TikTok. I have to draw lines somewhere. Yeah, but, um, so, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> so those those work too. But with with Facebook with the ads, you you really do have to take time to do your research and, and understand. Or if you don't know what you're doing, talk to someone who does because you can waste a lot of money like by right. boosting posts incorrectly or. And also, you just need to be very uh, organic with your with your, what you're posting too, and be very, you know, don't just post a random dental video or something. You need to you want people to see like the real purpose. you, and and yeah, and so we we post a lot of fun pictures with patients and fun videos and things that we're doing with our team members. Things that then they get to really know us um, and make it more personable because a lot of times people will go hire some agency out there and they're like, oh yeah, we'll handle your social media right. account, but they're just gonna post up a, a, a link about what are the top ten ways to brush your teeth or something like and that. And if it's and a video, you see there's two views. Yeah, and it'll be like two views versus if I post a video of a community event that we're at, uh, maybe we're donating uh, time for, um, like just recently this past week uh, was Martin Luther King Day. And so we are our sponsor at this big uh, Martin Luther King walk in West Bloomfield. And it's an event that's been going on for a long time. So me going to the event, uh, you know, taking pictures with different leaders in the community and posting that we're, we're participating in that gains a lot more traction than someone posting just a, a right. picture of dental tips or something like that. Yeah, it, it, I think it definitely makes sense to to make sure that what you're posting is is directed the right way. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that <clears throat> I don't know irks me a little bit about social media is like like the stuff that I post for like Instagram, for example, right? Like I only have an Instagram that's related to this show, and I mm-hmm. only post. I'm not like, oh, this is me and my kids playing. Yeah. Like it is literally only stuff that's either related to this show or something else that someone that was a guest or is, a, is already mm-hmm. lined up to be a future guest like promoting their stuff or like i promote like my wood burning stuff but that again that's like kind of falls in line with what i'm doing with this right pursuing your passions and just kind of doing your your creative stuff right. uh but i'm never like oh yeah just you know eat tacos for dinner <laughs> <laughs> you know like that part to me like if i wanted to do that stuff which i have no desire to it would have to be something that i separate from the actual what this is what i'm mm-hmm. trying to do with this like with the business stuff and i see a lot of times like people have their their business stuff and they're just posting all their personal stuff which can be cool or you know like relatable but i think it kind of takes away from that because like if you're following you know if you're following someone's podcast, you're following it because you're listening to that podcast. You're interested when a new episode comes out. 
don't really probably care about what you drank last night or yeah. you know what I mean? So like it's it's kind of it's it's cool because and it's funny, it's a conversation I've had with quite a few people, is that it opens the doorway uh to for self promotion and a lot of people to to create their own stuff like yeah. like we've been doing on our own without having to to get a marketing firm and stuff but yeah. making sure you also know how to do it right and then it kind of yeah. it makes it makes it easier for a lot of garbage yeah to, that's probably a harsh way to say it but there's a lot of stuff out there it's just so meaningless too yeah. and it's just and that's what's hard because you're competing against so many people that are just posting stuff on there and it's like how do i get my podcast my brand out there that people are going to stop and want to you know be yeah. engaged with it and and choose you over the other thousands of stuff that other people are putting out there and that's right. that's very challenging and i could see like if i was doing this as a as a full-time thing like this is what i'm doing like this generates no income at all i've mm-hmm. not made a cent from this right it's only been spending money which is yeah. why i'm holding off on the 300 little controller because <laughs> she was like oh my god more uh but like it's uh it is tough right because like i if it was my full-time i could be on here just like posting stuff oh mm-hmm. check out this out so like one of the things that i was reading is like you know set a time a day that's when you're going to post because it's consistent. People know that your posts are going to come that time and, you know, repost older episodes, all that stuff, which yeah. is something I'm, I'm starting to try to do. Mm-hmm. But even that's like, man, I don't want to have to be a slave on my phone all the time. It's a lot of work. Yeah, It, it is. It is a lot of work, but I want this to also work, but yeah. I'm also not doing it to, to make money. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been a year now. So officially, yeah. Well, the good thing with Facebook is you can schedule posts too, so mm-hmm. you can set that all up like one day a week, and then it's, it will send them out throughout the week instead of having to like do oh, that time. Really? Um, yeah. Through your, if you have a business page for yeah, your thing, got a business yeah, page, yeah. you can schedule the posts, and that's what we do a lot with ours. And so, okay. Um, but the problem is, is that we also use Instagram, and Instagram you can't schedule posts. Right. So like that, I have to try to kind of line it up, line it up. Yeah, because you can that. post automatically to yeah. Facebook, and that's usually what yeah. I do, which is drives me nuts. Because then the ads on Instagram don't translate to Facebook. Yeah, so then I'll have to go it. to the Facebook and go exactly. edit it. And a lot of times I'm doing Facebook for my phone. And the ads don't seem to work the same on the phone as they right. do when you're actually on the yeah, website. Like it and pull it up drives me for. fucking nuts. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah, like I'll be trying to like, okay, so this is, I'm, I'm reposting someone's thing to help promote it for them. And I can't even put their name yeah. in the thing. Yeah. Like it won't yeah. even bring it up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people say too that if you, um, because it's just too much, I also do the same thing with Instagram. I'll like. When I it for my business stuff, I'll share it directly to my business page on Facebook. But some people say that that actually will get you less. Like Facebook suppresses it a little bit because it's not an original post on really? Facebook. I don't There's know how so true much that is. Algorithms but... going on. Yeah. That's just like yeah. the post that you can't. I don't give you consent to take my photos or whatever. Those. Those yeah. weird. Have you ever seen know. those? Oh yeah, I was like, oh, on X and X day, Facebook's changing their rules, oh. so you got to post. No, I don't consent to you <laughs> taking my photos and using them without my knowledge. Oh, yeah, it's, it's always something. Yeah, yeah and, and then you'll get people that just repost, 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 repost. Yeah. It's yeah. all nonsense. So starting a practice. What the hell is that like? <laughs> right, like because oh, crazy yeah, doctor. Oh, you know, like my my cousin just uh, graduated law school mm-hmm. and she just got hired with a firm. And, like, to me, like, that's kind of, like, the natural thing, right? Like, as yeah. a doctor, too, like, going and working for a practice, like, mm-hmm. with your dad, but then striking it out on your own. Like, yeah. how how stressful is that? It Extremely. Is. Like, <laughs> what's that process look like? Is that something that's really hard to get going? I mean. So, we kind of yeah. got, we got lucky. Um, 
when we first thought that we were going to be decided that we were going to be starting our own practice, we met um, a dental attorney. I think mm-hmm. was the first person we met. We were just at a random dental meeting, and he was a presenter at the end of the meeting. And so after the meeting, we reached out to him. We said, you know, we're thinking about make, starting a practice. What's the next step? And so. We, we set up a meeting with him and he kind of talked over the legal things, but then he was like, oh, I got a dental realtor I want to introduce you to. And Which so, who even knew that existed? Yeah. Uh, so a person that basically specializes in Never helping, thought. Yeah, helping <laughs> dentists find properties that they could, you know, either Convert. lease or buy into their practice. And so he introduced us to him. And then from there, we um, met, we, someone introduced us to a dental CPA or dental accountant. And so, like, we slowly built I would have never figured that there was yeah. all this yeah. dental-specific. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the beginning, um, just through <laughs> Riches experience. Riches in the niches. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I knew through the beginning from the experience um, working with my dad that it's so important to have those those business people on your team right. that know what they're doing because you can't do it alone. And so we slowly were able to build those people on our team from the attorney to the accountant to the CPA. And then um, then we even found, like, a, a contractor and so by having those people, that made it a lot easier, especially our accountant who just was able to guide us through the whole financial side of it and trying to get a loan and writing a business plan, things that they don't is teach it scary, you in though? Is it, 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 it The is whole scary. time you're doing that, are you, like, worried that someone is just going to take you for a ride? It, it is scary, but, like, we felt like we – what, what helped us out is that the people that we did find, I found out that actually a lot of my classmates from dental school were working with him as well. Okay. And so by getting these strong referrals and right. seeing how okay. where these people are at now with their practices, I was like, okay – we're making the right decision. Yeah. Because, um, I can see that definitely. Yeah. definitely yeah. We really trusted them, but the <clears> scariest <throat> part I would say, and I'm sure Warren would agree with this, is the, the financial. Because mm-hmm. like you're already, after dental school, like the student loans are crazy. It's right. even crazier now than when we finished like a decade ago. How close are you to paying your student loans on? Oh my not, God. Not even close. That's the right. problem. Nowhere near close right yeah. now because you're, now that we have a practice loan, yeah. that's what you're forced to pay. You First? Know? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So. And so, I mean, a lot of times people get out of school and they'll be on, like, a 10-year payment plan. But Which we both started on. We started on, on a 10-year plan plan, but as soon as we started to do our own practice, we had to put the, the school loans on hold because we had this practice right. loan that we're working on. And so now <clears> we're going <throat> to get back into the school loans, paying that back. But, yeah, it's it's that that makes it stressful because every day when you're working, you're, you're looking at the numbers saying, okay, I need to make sure that we're making so much so we can pay back these loans right. on time um, so there's no, you know, penalties from that. But... Uh, like you were saying earlier, it is it, it was a challenge from that standpoint of making sure that you have the right people in place. Once you get those people in place, now you're trying to figure out, okay, I got to figure out how to hire people. I got to figure out how, what equipment I need to buy. I got to figure out what supplies I need, how much things are going to cost. Then and that, gotta, that equipment and is not cheap, right? Not oh, my cheap. gosh. That's just got to no. be fucking that's, that's the most of what yeah. the practice loan <clears throat> is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and after all of that and all that money, I need a patient. Yeah. Right. And then you gotta, <laughs> right. I mean, so yeah. like, and that's that's gotta be fucking scary, right? Because yeah. like, you're going into this without a, ba- a client base, right? right. Without a patient well, base us, at all. Yeah, because right? we did a startup, but right. like, you could also buy a practice that has a patient pool. So we people do. do they yes. will do that. Okay. But people yeah. buying a practice, the downside of that is that now you have to put a huge in payment up front to purchase a practice from someone else, um, right. which can be very expensive because you're buying it based off of how this person right. may have had a practice for 30 years. And, and you're also and you know, inherit- kind of like inheriting their, like their reputation. You're inheriting yes. their reputation. You're inheriting their staff. Um, right. You're inheriting. A lot of times that doesn't go well. And, yeah. Sometimes that's not yeah good mm-hmm. because of that. And so, and you're inheriting practices that th- maybe things they, they 
they have done that you don't agree with and so you got to change all that so there's headaches with that right, too yeah. whereas the benefit of the startup is you can start from scratch the way you want to do it but you have zero patients normally um we had a, a little different situation with us is since we were working for my dad and um and we ended up staying close to where he was when we left um he encouraged us to stay close in that we had specific patients that we were seeing at his office that he allowed us to reach out to and, and, and they were able to follow us over, over yeah. to our that's so cool we didn't, because yeah, i mean we didn't have zero that's patients not normal day yeah I mean, well um, and, and that's probably because it was your dad absolutely yeah because <laughs> yeah. i mean that's so. like totally right i mean in the business that would be considered like yeah. poaching someone yeah, typically, right. typically you right. wouldn't do that patients, so yeah. like he encouraged us to stay close that's cool. and, and he he knew eventually that he was going to be retiring too so when he he actually just retired about a year ago and so when he retired um a lot of his patients eventually followed us anyways okay. too so that helped as yeah. well um to to get patient pool but um a lot of it still goes back to marketing it was a lot um when we worked for my dad he kind of put me in charge of marketing so i i learned a lot over the five years of working with him and I helped to rebuild his website and do a lot of events in the community and a lot of PR. My sister has a background in PR and journalism, so okay. she helped us a lot with just getting in the newspaper, on TV, on the news and all that. So I incorporated a lot of that that I learned from there into our startup and um, really getting the community involved was really big for us. I mean, we had a ribbon cutting ceremony and we had the township supervisor and all the people high up come and there's articles cool. in the paper, things like that. And how so, long have you been in business now? Uh, three and a half Over, years. Yeah, three oh, years. All right. Yeah, so it's it's been a journey. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny because he did all this stuff to, like, shoot his dad's um, uh, website to, like, number one on Google. And so then we started our own. We're like, hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, tough. Now, yeah. it's we're tough. below, like, all the stuff he did for that one to get, you know, up there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. but now we've creeped up. To that, yeah, that's one of the, the tough things, too. It's funny, like, if you search Google for my show, there's a, a sports show called Get Up. Mm. I saw that. I was looking earlier it's this morning. A, it's a ESPN. sports show yeah, on ESPN. <laughs> and uh, so, like, that's the main pop-up thing. Yeah. But what's yeah. funny is, like, if you search one of my guests, that'll bring up a video of of one of my episodes. Oh, okay. Like, that'll bring up that one too. of my episodes, but not actually, like, my webpage. And it's funny, like, one of the things that kills me, too, is, like, Spotify is a huge way that people listen to podcasts. And it's funny. Most people are like, oh, are you on Spotify? Yeah, I'm on there. But if you search for the get up, which is the name, mm -hmm. it's like 200 down the list. Oh, the gosh. algorithm, however their search yeah. works, is fucked up. And mm -hmm. sorry, Spotify, if anyone listens to this, but <laughs> fix that shit because there is shows that don't have the get or up in their name and they're sense. above yeah. mine. It's we've noticed that with our we know that we noticed that with our podcast too like <clears> with the search like there's things that come up and I'm like it's nothing to do with the name of our podcast and so I'm like always curious like yeah. what algorithm are they using to get that. Now with your do you have like a show notes page for let's say you do an episode and I know you have your YouTube that you're putting on YouTube and then you're putting them all on like the different podcasts through your hosting site. But do you have a specific page that you make for like each episode? So on the podcast site that I host on, it creates a page for each one. So like yeah. they, they, the general, like if you go to the homepage, like yeah. you can see all these episodes. If you click on the episode, it takes it to its own individual page. Yeah. So like it does all that. Yeah. Um, but literally, I post an episode and it just updates the RSS feed yeah, and everything automatically. And it shoots, you know, I updates on iTunes and Spotify yeah. and Google Play and all those places automatically. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, like, that's as far as I'm doing. I'm not going in and creating individual pages. It kind of does it for, you know, itself. Yeah. And so we use, like, Libsyn as um, okay. we use to, yeah. ho to host ours. And, um, but one thing we do too is, we have a website and then we make an, an individual page for each episode and 
the reason we do is because it's kind of helping with the SEO and the search engine op- optimization. And so we post right. the, the actual, I take the, I embed the code from Libsyn and I can put the actual yep. episode on the page. But then that has like a little short description of who the person is, their links to their sites and their page and yeah. all that. And what I've noticed is, is that we've had a couple people that were on our site, on our, on our um, podcast. And when you search their name, like you were saying, searching one of your yeah. guest name, that actual page showed up maybe like fifth down the list on Google. So right. then I was looking, I was trying to figure out how the traffic was coming, um, how we were getting traffic looking at our Google Analytics and things. And people were actually coming to listen to the podcast from the Google search of their name because really? just a random person was searching their name. They, they're, this one person is an actor, that's kind of cool. famous. So that's one thing that you might want to think about is if you have an individual page, that's another yeah. way to get people because people are gonna may not search the get up, but if you have a, a guest who's right. famous, they're gonna be searching that guest's name, and if you show up like fourth on the list, they're gonna be yeah. More so like what I to. what I have, so I have the domain name, but it just routes to the host site, yeah. oh, host all the files, okay. yeah. So I just yeah. have it routing to that um, because I didn't want to go through creating a whole other website. Yeah, if it's everything's annoying. pretty it's much because yeah. I picked out the template and everything that yeah. I'm using on on the host site and everything's in a format that i'm happy with yeah uh but what i do 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 uh is <laughs> sorry i'm a child still um is like when i post on instagram or something that a new episode's out i will go to the main the page for that episode individually mm-hmm. so like off the main page click on that actual episode and then put that url up there mm-hmm. yeah. so that way it, it goes there what i do like about youtube is uh the youtube url for episodes is super small like mm-hmm. if you do the share so like i'll post that too like i'm really trying to push the video content now because before it posted to youtube automatically so like the site that i oh, use they post on youtube automatically mm-hmm. and it'll just be a whatever image you assign as like the image for that episode mm-hmm. will just be a static image but okay. then your audio will play so like if you go up there there's like five or six episodes on youtube that are those image with just audio okay and then starting this year or this season is when i started posting actual real videos but it does that site does a lot of this stuff automatically for me so that was i heard I just... youtube helps a lot with the video podcasts like they really like for some reason they they like showing that more so like I think SEO? for just pod- <laughs> like people that do podcasts and they also do the video part of it too and put on youtube i just think yeah like seo yeah. just in general mm-hmm. i think th- they like that so well and one of the things too that is like why i started trying to do more on on youtube is that uh it's it's one of the top ways that people are listening to podcasts or con- you know consuming mm-hmm. podcasts so it makes sense to have more of a of a presence on that platform rather mm-hmm. than just the the image with the yeah. audio going mm-hmm. um but then also one of the things that something like Joe Rogan and stuff does too is you can create multiple accounts for your show like so you can have one that's just clips you can have one that's the actual whole episode or mm-hmm. one that's like you know just specific things and then that way you can post from all those and it's just it's creating more and more content when people search for something, it's more and more likely that one of those things is going to show up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not there yet because it's a lot of work, too. Yeah. I got a mm-hmm. day job. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. interesting you just said that because when you're talking about, like, people listening and watching podcasts on YouTube, I was like, wow, I didn't know people did that. But then you mentioned Joe Rogan. Just the other, like, last week, I watched, like, a two-hour Joe, Joe Rogan Right? Yeah, you fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, I, did. <laughs> I was like, oh, who does that? Okay, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, it's... uh obviously like his production quality is, is top notch he's got someone that sits yeah. there and does everything for yeah. him you know uh whereas like i'm doing it myself it's funny we were down here yesterday and i was complaining about how you can see like 
someone donated the panels and I've yet to find a good way of sticking them to the walls. So they're actually like hanging. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone's going to see how cheap my little space is. Cause, it, <laughs> cause what's funny is the camera angles make it look like it's like a nice room. Yeah. But they right. wouldn't know. You don't see all that. You the just cement pushed it. Yeah. Until, right, until I pushed it. <laughs> but like I was pissed because the sign like that I have people sign and everything or put their business cards and stuff oh. on like is just hanging so you can see the rope and, my girlfriend's like, well, you know, it's the ghetto get up, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, it's piece by piece. And that's yeah, you gotta I, start to me, somewhere. exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and just, and I think that's one of the, the hurdles that people encounter when it comes to doing these things, like anything that they want to is getting outside of that comfort zone of like, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like you guys went into a practice with, okay, I might have a couple patients right off the bat from dad, yeah. but generally nothing but you took that risk and went right. out and did it and i think that's one of the things that holds a lot of people back yeah they want to have the perfect final outcome to perfect. start and like you start slowly and then as you grow you slowly invest into it or you if you make money then you invest the profits right. in whatever you're doing but you just need to get out there i know people that have started podcasts like in their bathroom because it's the best acoustics mm-hmm. um or you know not having this full setup they're just doing a podcast with their cell phone right. um yep. recording it on their computer and using simple, you know, the the iPhone he- headphones, uh, microphone, yeah. and so you don't have to have the top notch equipment um, to to get started on whatever right. you're trying to do. I see, and being a tech geek, like yeah. I research this shit out of yeah. everything, yeah. you know. So like when I bought like the mixer, like it automatically converts right to my computer, so I don't have to get a separate digital interface to convert everything digitally to the computer. Like mm-hmm. it just does it all. Yeah. Four mic. I can do five mics. I got a handheld mic too in case I ever get that many people. But it's uh yeah, I did it like a ton of research. I'm the same way. <laughs> and, and and but I'm also like, you know, budget conscious. Like mm-hmm. right. the microphone setup you're using, that whole setup was thirty bucks. What? And yeah. The cord maybe costs twenty bucks. Like the actual you never know. Microphone cord, but yeah. yeah, my dad was on for an episode about like aliens and Bigfoots and stuff because he's into all that shit. <laughs> and uh, and when I told him that, he was he couldn't believe it. He was yeah. like, "There's no way." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, dad." He's like, "They can't even be making money on this at thirty bucks." And I was like, "And free shipping." Yeah, <laughs> like I love Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yes, Amazon Prime <laughs> is like the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I got these beefier clamps. Because the yeah. ones that came with these were like super chintzy, so yeah. once I did the table, I got these like beefier ones. Yeah, Amazon Prime. You yeah. know, like like I said, the microphones, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'm not special with the gold one. It's, <laughs> it's just I started off with just the yeah. three, yeah. and then I was like, all right, I need a fourth one, and then mm. I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but get, it's just like, finding a way to do it, you know. Yeah. Right. You get spoiled with Amazon Prime though, because remember he ordered something. The other day, and it was Amazon Prime, but like it was just taking forever. He was, you're like freaking yeah, out. Yeah, you start freaking out. Like, what the yeah, fuck? I got to wait more than a day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was like emailing them back, and I was like, okay, like I think I, I think I emailed. So I emailed them back. I'm like, my thing was supposed to be delivered t- today. I ordered it yesterday. I'm like, what is? And it was, this is like right when we had the big snowstorm too. So yeah. I'm like, that's probably played a role. But I'm like, still, my package didn't come. And so like they send me an email back and they're like, oh, we're sorry, something got lost in the mail. Um, we'll give you a full refund. I'm like, okay. And they're like, if the package still comes, you can just keep it. <laughs> but it you're just so used to it coming. We, in we a got day. We, we got news stories about people working for Amazon peeing their pants and stuff. And <laughs> where's my package? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awful. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's but it's crazy because that's the world that we're living in now. Yeah. I mean. I haven't seen it yet, but I know they were talking about doing the drone deliveries, yeah. and mm-hmm. and now they're talking about I think uh, the self driving cars doing deliveries, yeah. and like it's just it's crazy, but like this on demand, and now the the grocery shopping and stuff, yeah. like 
I get it. You're saving time. But what are you doing with that time if you're just paying someone to go do your grocery shopping? Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think I'm just more lazy now. And so I'll be like, okay, I used to, if I needed something like, let's say at the hardware store, I, I need to go pick up a few things. I'll be like, okay, I'll just get it. But now I'll be like, do I feel like getting out of the, get up and going to the car and driving down the street? Or I can yeah. just put it on Amazon and it'll be here tomorrow. And so I'll just put on Amazon. I'll just be here tomorrow. Depends on like, how bad I want it and yeah, how far i, I got to yeah. drive. If I really need it, like, <laughs> I don't really know. need it today. I can have it tomorrow. Then I'm not going to. But then you're just sitting at home just wasting time anyways when you could have just gone to the store. But he's so. also the type of person who does not like just being inside all day. So, like, I remember when we first started dating, he said, <laughs> he denies this, but he said that, <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, if he doesn't have anywhere to go, he'll, like, make us something. He'll be like, I'll just, I need to go get some pencils. And, like, go to the store and buy some pencils. <laughs> some pencils. Yeah. Really. Well, I think that. one of the things that, especially for Amazon, where they've really nailed the market is, like, I used to, I worked at a Radio Shack, so I knew, like, the little pieces that they had and stuff. So mm-hmm. once in a while, being a goofy tech person, I'd figure out, like, oh, man, I need this connector. I need this, like, replacement part. Mm-hmm. Radio Shack, they were fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, your outlets for a lot of these exactly. things. And those were, like, things that Walmart doesn't carry, yeah. Meyer doesn't carry, even Best Buy doesn't carry, yeah. right? Like, you're looking for specific, audio, yeah. like, electronic shit. A lot of times it would have been at one of these niche stores. Yeah, and they're gone. But they're just gone. Yeah. And now that's been replaced by... by uh, by Amazon, but even then, like it's still hard to find stuff sometimes. So, yeah. like I was talking about, I want the the, the clamps for the tabletop, right? Yeah. So that the mic these can be a little more in a better spot, and not off to the side and hanging here. And I can only find one seller of those things, and it's like I know there's right. got to be more than those, right? Yeah. And it's and it's not Prime, so I haven't bought it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm spoiled, right? But it's just crazy that like even then. It's still hard. It can still be hard to find certain yeah. stuff because, uh, just whatever it is, the Amazon's doing how they work with people. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It's it's weird because we have been spoiled. And yeah, and the thing it feels too like is it's just being more spoiled is like down. you yeah. miss you miss the interaction you get with the expert at the store where yeah. they can be like, okay, I need this part, and and they can guide you and they tell you if they have it or where, what they recommend, and so like. I, I remember about a year ago, my sister, who's a musician and a vocalist singer, she told me, she's like, I was looking for some parts for podcast equipment. She's like, check out Guitar Center. And I always yeah. thought Guitar Center was just for guitarists. Uh-huh. And I went in there, and I was like in heaven again, because I was like, this oh, is like... Guitar like, Center's got it. Yeah, I've, it has I've everything. fortunes at Guitar Center. Yeah, and so that's where <laughs> I bought, we bought a lot of our equipment was from there, and I, I it brought back memories of, like like you said, Radio Shack and other stores, because when you go in there, it's yeah, it, it has all the little things you have, but plus you have the knowledgeable employees right. there that can guide you, because they, uh, they were telling me, fixing my mixer, I thought my mixer was broken. I just was doing something wrong with it and so right. that's one thing that you miss when you're only dealing with amazon is yeah. you don't have that you don't have that and and then uh-huh. one of the things too like is really disturbing is the fact that like a lot of the reviews and stuff right like i used yeah. to rely heavily on reviews i still kind of do but not as much i'm not as jaded anymore because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shady shit that goes and actually i saw this saw as i read about something that happens on amazon and i actually saw it firsthand but so there's have you heard about the people that get mail packages from Amazon to their house all the time and they didn't order it? No. Yeah. So some of these companies what they do, especially like overseas, is they will send packages of these cheap little things to just random addresses and they just send them over and over again because if it goes to a real address then they can mark it as a verified purchase and then they leave themselves five star reviews, like great oh. reviews. So like there's this one lady, she was in the news a couple times, like 
she just won't stop getting packages. She's like, I don't know how they have my address, why they're sending them to me, but I get packages, like 10 packages a day. And she said she's, they can't stop it. Like the mail system said they can't stop it. Like they have to deliver these packages. So they're not asking her to leave the review. They're able they're, to leave They're it doing her. the review, but because it was a real address, they can mark it as a verified purchase. So, like, they create a fake account, use her address as the shipping, oh, so it actually ships. I see. Okay. It's their and, account. Right. Yeah. But they are creating the accounts. Wow. And then the other thing that people do is they hijack accounts. So, and this is the one that I saw actually happen. Um, so, what they'll do is somehow they're able to hijack your Amazon page. So, they'll, like, if you had a great product, right, and it's got 500 five-star reviews, awesome. They'll hijack your page and sell something else but they're using all your reviews of five star. So it looks like this product is amazing. So I was looking for this drink that I used to get from Kroger and I went to the company's website and they're like, go to our, our Amazon store. So it redirects me to the Amazon store and I clicked on the drink that I wanted to order and it goes to a page for an electronic piece. And I was like, what? What's what? But when I scrolled down and looked at the reviews, the reviews were for that drink. But they were selling this electronic piece because oh their page got hijacked. Wow. So like it's it's scary. And then there's like some stories of people getting like stuff that they completely didn't order. Like they ordered this, but something that showed up was not what they ordered. Yeah. And it's because of all this weird like online marketplace yeah. shenanigans going on. So then it makes it hard to even trust that right. stuff too. You know, like when I was looking at the microphones, like for thirty dollars, you're like, oh, how good is that going to be? You know, I mean, I did a lot of research and. Mm-hmm. I trust a little more of the reviews that actually have like pictures and right, or yeah. videos of the stuff being used. And then I'm looking for like, that's the other part that's crazy too. Like in looking for microphones, you'll get all these like top 10 best microphones of 2019, yeah. you know, and there'll be like 10 different websites and they all say this one microphone is like the top best one. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, is that just because this company is sponsoring? Like right. they're paying for that to look like that you right. know what i mean so like this and then you go to amazon and like you look at the reviews for that microphone and it's always mixed and it's like yeah. so if i'm looking at the top 10 list and i go to each uh, each page on amazon for each of those top 10 microphones you're gonna get like you know 50 percent people that love it and then 50 percent people that hate it and so i'm like how am i gonna know which one to get if all yeah. the top 10 ones have negative reviews on right. it as well and so that what makes it a challenge too and looking at tech is like and Should like I said, it? so that's where I'll lean more on like actual video reviews or uh, if I see like like Tech Radar or some yeah. of like the more trusted like publications and stuff. If it happens to make it into the one of those like, yeah. review of it, I'll trust that a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. You know, but then like what you were saying, like going to like Best Buy or to to Guitar Center, that was one of the things that I remember reading about Best Buy years ago, where they were struggling is they were being used mm-hmm. as the guru for this stuff right oh i need a new tv or new technology let's go to best buy and talk to them cool got all the information now i'm gonna go to amazon and buy it and that was like one of the things they were combating and they were worried about i mean circuit city went out of business right like they used to be one of the the big electronics companies gone because they weren't able to adapt i guess the way best buy was able to because i don't know best buy best buy is fucking busy almost every time i go one just just closed by our house really it was always empty and i think it was the same thing it was that people were going in there they were getting all the expert info they needed and then they're like okay i can go on amazon get that same tv for less because on Amazon you're not paying the you know the, for the, the right. for the employees at Best Buy and for yeah. the store and overhead like you're just getting it directly from the seller so obviously it's going to be cheaper on Amazon yeah. but there was times where I I if I had a really good salesperson I would still buy it from Best Buy even though I know it was cheaper on Amazon because right. 
they put in the hard work to to really sell me on that product versus yeah i can get it a little bit cheaper there but i mean i'm then i'm taking away the sale from from best buy so. there's been times that i found stuff that wasn't as cheap it was it was more expensive on amazon mm-hmm. a few times compared mm-hmm. to a store so for your medical equipment and stuff like being super expensive like that i mean obviously there's no amazon for that stuff so like how did i mean <clears throat> what's the most craziest expensive piece of equipment you have probably the most expensive like is what? probably our our x-ray machine we have the a pan pan, pan yeah. uh, x-ray machine i mean and those can range anywhere from if you you can get like a used one for maybe like ten thousand dollars but they go shit. all the way up to like thirty thousand dollars sometimes even more if you have like a 3d uh imaging right. cp cbct scanning machine that can get i mean even up to close to a hundred thousand dollars and how long are those things good for you know what i mean it's like like technology right you buy a computer yeah. and like literally when you walk out of the store it's already outdated blah yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so like how does that work with the medical equipment like is it new shit's just constantly coming out and you're just kind of like stuck with what you bought or some things that are expensive are last a long time like dental chairs if you've got, got from a reputable company i've known people have had the same chairs for 20 30 years same with like their imaging uh, machine too but you are competing with new equipment coming out every every year so. sorry that was my Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Parts of recording get, in the basement. You get the fucking sub pump going off, the air going on and off, the heat. But um, so so yeah, from that standpoint, you, you some things do last, but it's it's almost like the iPhone. You're you're always competing with a new one coming out every yeah. year, and it's like you have to make the decision: can I stick with my iPhone right. for three or four years, even though it works perfectly fine, or do I need to get the brand new? Right. Um, and we're always tech. having to have someone come and like fix something. You know, yeah. it's still like issues with electronics Everything. and technology. It's always something. Yeah, but that's probably the most expensive one piece. But then there's also, like, really expensive small things that you wouldn't think are expensive, but it could be, like, a $7,000, like, small like thing. sensor, digital yeah. sensor right. or something. And $7,000, the ones we got, that's on the low end. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. So the practice is going good, and now mm-hmm. we'll touch on the book real quick. So you wrote oh, a yeah. book about dentistry, it looks like, right? Yeah, about, well, so I ha- we have... We see all ages, but we do My have My wiggly a lot of, smile. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Olive stubborn little tooth. Yes. <laughs> we do have um, a lot of kids, and, like, kids are always so excited about a loose tooth. Like, that's, like, the most exciting oh, thing. Oh, I know. And for parents, too, like, the first loose tooth, a lot... Most times, parents are excited. I've had a few parents that, like, completely disgusted by Look, the thought of a loose want, tooth. Hear, so this is was crazy to me, but when I was a kid, my mom had, like, this little weird wood chest thing and it was filled with hers and her brothers and her sister's baby teeth like my grandma or someone that had kept everybody's yeah. freaking teeth in this box i have all of our dogs puppy teeth. Really? <laughs> wow. i like obsessed over them like if i saw that like one had fall out i'm like i gotta find it because it's your fur it. baby yeah definitely yeah. for baby. <laughs> definitely but yeah so i like was looking for a resource just to give you know parents like a fun right. book about losing teeth and i just couldn't find anything that i really liked and so i was like you know what maybe there i should get into writing it and i didn't know about self-publishing so like at first i was like trying to find a literary agent i was like trying to do like a traditional route but it's not very common or easy to get into that space without a writing background because they're like who are you like you're just writing a book (laughs) (laughs) and so then i started learning about self-publishing so i did it that way um yeah so it's called uh, my wiggly smile and i did the same thing with the url that i just redirect so you can just go to mywigglysmile.com you can find Uh it 
Um, Damn, I never thought about buying a URL for my book. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it's the easiest right, way right. as opposed to saying go to my website at this slash this. Right. You know, because well, you see it for like all the movies and stuff. Whenever there's a yeah. movie that comes out, it's like whatever that movie's name is dot com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I sell it on Amazon, but then I also buy like author copies of it, so it's okay. cheaper. And then I sell them at the office. Okay, that's so it's cool. Fun. And like because I'm a dentist writing it, it's a fun story. But then also in the back, there's like a chart about when to expect teeth to get really? lost and like okay. so a chart for kids it, to color. Yeah, oh, okay. it's fun. That's, that's cool. That's what the parents like. That I, part. I wrote the book because this is so, I had an idea for writing my book for a while. <clears throat> and I was like, it's funny. Like, I have a list still on my phone of just, like, titles because I know, like, the story from just the title, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, these experiences that I lived through. And it was all – they're all true stories that just changed people's names. But I read an article about how this lady was making, like, $8,000 a month writing Bigfoot porn books. Like what? Bigfoot adult novels and selling them on like Amazon and, and Barnes and Nobles yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck? So if people want to like buy books about Bigfoot like kidnapping campers and hikers and stuff and having sex with them, which is literally what this lady was writing about. Mm-hmm. And she's making, I was like, shit, I could write some funny stories about the things yeah. that I've lived through and hopefully sell some. There's always I mean, something. I haven't done no $8,000 a month or anything <laughs> like that, but you know, <laughs> I sold. Like I said, like thirty or forty copies. So, whatever. well, now you just gotta promote on I, it. I sold some social media. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have make it. Then that's the other there's thing. a link you, on my on my podcast site for it. But yeah, yeah. but that's an, the other thing. Then you have all these separate social medias, and it's just hard keeping up it with is. all of them. And like we were saying, when you can schedule with Facebook, with Instagram, you can't do that. But you can save drafts. Yep. But if you save a draft or however many drafts you saved, and you switch to a different Instagram Instagram account of your own, you come back, they'll be all gone. Really. Yeah. Good thing I only got one. <laughs> <laughs> that was very traumatic when that happened. Oh, before. I bet, right? You yeah. did all that work. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the wording's great. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> oh, got the right filter and crop it. Yeah, don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. All done. No, right. start no. over. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So the podcast. Yeah. Explain more about the podcast. So I would say it started just because, um, well, kind of like what we were talking about earlier about us being dentists, but at least for me, really feeling like once I chose dentistry, that is what I am and all I can be. Like, I, I made my choice. I can't, right. I'm interested in acting. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. That's what it felt like. Right. Almost like, it's almost like inappropriate to be trying to do something right. else. And then I just realized that was stupid. Like, I, I, you know, I'm still a person and I still have other things I like to do. And also Warren helped me realize I don't have to separate it from the office either. Like, people like to see their dentist or you know, whoever they're seeing healthcare provider as more than just that thing. Like it's nice to see that they also have right. a life outside too. So it's something fun for me to talk to patients about because at first I was trying to hide it. And then I was in the Jets pizza commercial and it came on the TV. You were in a Jets pizza commercial? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it came on the TV while I was working at a patient and they're you like, get like free jets. Um, I actually, they asked me getting, like Jets for life. or something. <laughs> not Shit. only did I not get that, um, before I did the commercial, they're like, okay, like any dietary restrictions, you know, I'm like, oh my, I love like pizza is my favorite food. Jets is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah and pizza's my the boxes kryptonite. I had were empty. <laughs> oh no, really? I didn't even get one bite. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. There's yeah. Li- literally a Jets right here. <laughs> that's, da- that's dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started sharing it with people and it, it's just been fun conversation, right. especially my patients who also have interest in, you know, whether it's acting or film or, you know, in front of or behind the camera, whatever it is. So it's been a good connection with people. 
Um, but yeah, so it started saying, you know, like I'm more than a dentist. And so then we kind of were like, maybe we should start like a group of people like more than a doc. That's what right. originally started. And then I was like, I don't want it to just be like, there's everyone has like different facets to themselves and isn't yeah. one dimensional. And so like, let's just call it like, what are you more than? And whatever that is, okay. that's the thing. And so then, um, we started that first and then we're like, okay, let's turn it into a podcast. So it just kind of. Like, we made, like, a little online store of shirts, and oh, then we're okay. like, okay, let's do a podcast. It just kind of snowballed. Right. That's where it started from, us feeling like there's got to be other people who feel like, why, when you look at me, only see this one thing? Like, I'm so much other things yeah. than that. I think that's that's a, a common feeling for some people, mm-hmm. especially, like you said, when you you spend all this time and all this money to achieve this one thing, and, like, that's kind of, like, what defines you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can see that, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's a cool thing to focus. I saw the the recent episode you posted about the was it the girl had the oral cancer, the oral right. cancer yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and she was saying that like for her, you know, it didn't have anything to do with a choice, you know. But when people see she has a very large scar now, she has a lisp, and she used to be a, a model right. and a singer, and so it made it you know changed totally her life changed her big life, time. Yeah. But she's like, you know, when people see me, she's like, sometimes I feel like I'm the oral cancer girl or I'm the girl with the scar. And she's like, I want people to see me outside of that. You know, I want to be able to easily break through that when I first meet somebody. Um, So, yeah, it's not just about like careers. It's just, you know, anything, anything. And so so you said you do mostly like over the phone. How how has that been doing it? Because like I am set up for that capability. But I prefer this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be able to see you guys, body language, yeah. all that stuff. I know it can be a little inconvenience. You can come hang out in my basement. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> so, we, I mean, we do both. We, we do yeah. some in, in person. And then um, when we do it on the phone, we do it through Skype. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, it's, it works pretty well. Um, my biggest concern was obviously with the tech back side of it. Is it going to sound right? Dropouts. And, yeah, and, and so Skype is pretty like that we haven't really noticed dropouts but the most important thing is making sure that on their end that they're using the right equipment so um i always i mean the audio comes good even if they're using like iphone headphones but they have to have some sort of headphone that has like a mic it's, on it. So it's, it's, um, it, that's like to that, get the best quality. That gets yeah. the best quality. And then we have some people that also, that we've interviewed that have background in doing podcasts themselves. So then they have a microphone. Right. So, so that's even, even better um, in that, that uh, aspect too. But overall, I mean, uh, we haven't had too many tech issues doing it through Skype and online. And it's nice because we, we have interviewed people that are out of state. Yeah. Um, so we can't meet with them in person. Um, but uh Obviously, you know, in person is is the best option because you can see them and, right. and, and all that as well. So. How is and how's the podcast been going? It's been good. Yeah. Um, we it's so much work though. Yeah, it's and, just so it's, much. It's so we like stopped for a while. So we're like, okay, that was season one, <laughs> and then we're like, we'll come back in a little bit, and we were gone for a while yeah. before we started back. Well, like even for me, like before when I figured I wanted to do this I started recording like a month or two months before I released every any mm-hmm. episode so I had like four or five like right now right like I'm recording for season three that I'm currently in yeah. and I've already got three other episodes that are recorded mm-hmm. yeah not totally done editing yet I gotta finish the one for today but yeah. uh <clears throat> but yeah it's so like I tried to be more prepared and then like when yeah. I take the break I'm still having still recording episodes yeah so like right now i'm scheduled out until may i think so Mm -hmm. like assuming everybody shows up because not everybody shows up right Mm. you know stuff happens or whatever i've had one person actually 
scheduled now and then they were like so let's talk compensation and I, was, oh. I was like let's talk uh i don't make anything from this at all so there is no conversation yeah. oh okay you can't do it all right that's yeah. what it is so that was that was an interesting one too because they were promoting a, a film so like it's free promotion yeah, free yeah, promotion that, was, that was interesting to me yeah that's that was interesting to me too so but it is what it is yeah. uh but it, it, it has been tough and then yeah. for me like we're so where when you do talk with guests like in person where do you record at do you record at your home do you record at a our uh, basement too yeah because yeah, i know people that like actually there's some studios that have yeah. like a whole group of podcasts yeah that will record yeah. there right your friend's doing that yeah right? one of my friend's doing yeah. that but i mean we're trying to save on costs too because that's expensive yeah. to rent rent the time out to use that place but i know that if you use a place like that the audio is going to be even better because i don't even have like these these panels i just up, did this to make would, it look nice <laughs> no but i mean i'm sure that helps with the acoustics too because like yeah. one of the biggest issues we have is um background noise yep, so like the air gotta, going like the, the heat especially right now. the air yeah. and so i have to edit that out which i it, it comes out pretty good once i edit out the background noise i figure okay. out how to do that on like audacity <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, i'm on audacity right yeah. now fuck it i just leave and, it and it was really simple like if you go to, like the get noise profile yeah. and you show like some of the silent part of it and then you can put that onto part where you're talking and then it'll just edit out that background really? noise um, that and i found more. that on youtube it's just okay. something simple but uh and but it's still, I know that I can get probably better audio if I were to get paneling or, or things too. But This was actually a buddy of mine. He, uh, his brother was listening, and he was like, oh, dude, I got all these panels from when I had an office if you want them. So I've got these and a whole bunch more somewhere else. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, sweet, yeah. sure, I'll yeah. take them. So now yeah. he's, he's going to be a guest too. Now yeah. He wants to come in and talk about his love for podcasts, but I nice. appreciated it. Yeah. Have you ever had your dog bark? Yes, <laughs> yes. Actually, that. like one of the last episodes, she uh, she decided she wanted to start talking. And I was <laughs> like, "Yo, like, what's up?" And then the guy's like, "I mean, you do have mics if she wants to get on a mic." <laughs> you know? But yeah, no, it's uh, it comes with its own interesting thing, yeah. especially like because I don't live alone. Like, if they start oh, walking, walking. Yeah. like you at the very beginning when we're recording, you could hear footsteps. Yeah. I notice all of it, but you know, it's funny because it's like, oh, dad's recording episode, everybody shut up, go hide. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like over there is like the cement patty, like that flooring over there is all cement. So there's no mm -hmm. basement for the room that she was in. So it's oh, like, okay. go hang out in that room. You can't make any noise yeah. in there, you know, but then the dogs start barking and they're all goofy. Too. Yeah. 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 Our dog was barking. And the reason he was barking is because, because we had people over that day, we had put all of his toys in the basement. He has like, a bed on every level and so there's a bed in the basement <laughs> we put all his toys in the bed just to make it look yeah. so they weren't scattered everywhere and people came to the basement and then he was barking because he couldn't reach one of his toys from his bed <laughs> so so i'm like trying to get up all quietly yeah. while they're still talking to see what he wants and he's like looking at his little monkey right. i'm like oh my well God. the best is now that there's video like you'll see her walk by with her tail because <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a big dog and yeah. her tail like hooks like it's like a shark fin going through water and you'll just see her tail go walking by on the the main camera up there the wide so angle one up there yeah it's pretty goofy <laughs> that's 12 30 i know you guys said you had to go because you had another thing going on oh yeah yeah, yeah. Here's another thing. Yeah. I want to ask you, though, about your DJing. Okay. Because um, I forgot. Like, I've seen that you've posted some things about that, but I should have known because when you came in with the music, you were like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me. I'm like, oh, he's into the I, music. I did, a, I did a lot of stuff um, when I was in... Uh, I took all my stuff to Chicago. So once, once I uh, graduated and everything, I, I ended up, like I said, it took a year before I went to school or tried to. Um, and... I had an apartment, and then I broke up with my girlfriend, 
I was like, wow, I got a lot of money all of a sudden. So I was like, <laughs> ah, I'm going to go buy some turntables. And, you know, I used to mess around with uh, another kid at school, Dan Giannis. We used to uh, go to his house and, and play around. Mm-hmm. On it. He had turntables and everything, too. And I was always interested in DJing and stuff. Like, there was a magazine that was giving away, like, a whole, like, DJ in a box set from Gemini, mm-hmm. which is a brand in that world. And I was like, right right and trying to win free stuff and all that you know so yeah i ended up going and buying a turntable and a busta rhymes album and like that was what i started messing around with first and then got into it more and then um i did uh some dj battles at guitar center did a dj battle at the emerald theater in mount clemens then i started doing the hip-hop shows with a a guy that i met in mount clemens like i said we would put on different shows and then i started working at elvin's uh in downtown detroit before they shut down back uh this is like 2003 2004 down at elvin's um doing hip-hop nights on sundays actually the guy I was supposed to come over last weekend he was one of the guys i used to host with mm-hmm. uh, so i would just do the dj and he was like one of the hosts but uh it was it was really cool and like i said that was kind of like where this came from uh was talking to those people that we would do these shows with and just like the stories that they go through and what you know led them to music and mm-hmm. being creative and it was always interesting, so it's funny because, like, wherever I go, like, I see someone interested. Like, yesterday I was at the grocery store, and this guy is selling salsa that he makes in Holly, Michigan. And he's won all these awards in Texas, and he's telling me all this stuff about him. I'm like, wish I had a card to give you. So yeah. he's like, oh, take a picture of the label. has got my phone number on there. So, like, that's someone that I'll reach out to. Like, yeah. you're mm-hmm. in the salsa world. I don't know anything about salsa yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, besides that I love it. But, you know, like, yeah. like, so just learning all that stuff, like, what gets people new. Like I said, when, when I say that you have a practice and that you're a dentist like one dentistry isn't like the sexy show on tv right, right. like it's not there's no er or gray's anatomy about dentistry maybe <laughs> yeah, you should make oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then also like especially that part going through and having your own practice and being a young you know pretty young person yeah, yeah. to have that kind of thing like every time i see someone that's got their own practice like you know these older people mm. that have been established for a long time and that was interesting they're like how the hell do you even go through that and that's got to be scary yeah. you know and then on top of that doing the podcast mm. uh, which is always awesome i find the instagram podcast community is very uh welcoming mm-hmm. there's a lot of podcasts that'll you know follow you if you follow them or yeah. give you a listen you know i interact with some of them too just to because it's i don't want it to turn into where i'm just liking stuff and just scrolling through stuff just to like okay someone saw me like this so hopefully they'll like me yeah you know like that kind of thing uh, i'm not trying to live by likes yeah but uh no it's it's been pretty interesting and you know the djing stuff i started doing like weddings and stuff like that and uh that is very frustrating yeah, it sounds stressful. Well, because you had, like, I've had weddings where it was, like, a total bridezilla. And, like, here is my playlist in this order. Cool. Don't really even have to do anything. You're paying me to be a jukebox. Sweet. Yeah. I've had other ones where it's, like, play this kind of music, but do not play country. And then their uncle is up there constantly. Country, country, play country stuff, play yeah. country stuff. And I'm like, yo, you need to get away from me. <laughs> you know, or like when I was DJing at bars and stuff too. Like when I first started out, I would DJ at this patio at this one bar in Mount Clemens and my stuff would literally be set up on the bar and I'd have like drunk people with their drinks oh right God. next to it. Oh like this gosh. one lady, I'm like, yo, can you move your drink? And she was sloshed. And I'm like, can you just move your drink away from all this equipment, please? Oh, I got money to buy all your equipment. Okay. Mm. And it's like, or you'd get like, you know, the, the, 
cute girl that comes up. Can I, can I wiki, wiki, wiki? And I'm like, no, you can't wiki, wiki, wiki because this needle costs $100 and break my fucking needle. I'm going to get pissed. So no. You know, like, it's, it's just funny stuff that you deal with. and That sounds like another book. It probably could be. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's probably people with more, way more crazy musical experiences than I have had. I've had some funny ones, but it was, it was fun. And it's, it's something that's funny. Like my son's like, yeah right dad yeah right you know and then i meet like he meets people that knew me from back then and yeah. stuff like oh yeah your dad did this oh yeah that's cool you know like that's pretty funny but, very cool yeah i do all kinds of goofy stuff like i said i do like the wood burning and drone racing i did for a little bit now i'm racing rc cars with my son and yeah i'm just always doing something i didn't even goofy. know wood burning was a thing but i like that's something i would like so like yeah. wood burning like i i knew about it when i was a kid because like my stepbrother got a wood burning set one year for christmas and that's actually how this all happened was my son got a wood burning kit for christmas and i was like what can you really do and i looked it up and i was like dude some people make some fucking amazing things and i was like oh let me try it so then i played around with one and i i bought my own little one and then i bought like a professional one and I'm working on a piece over there right now, but yeah, I got all kinds of stuff. I got pieces for sale. We do art shows and craft shows and all that stuff now too. Jack of all trades. She got a cricket. Yeah, Yeah, I do way too much stuff. (laughs) Like the magic and stuff. I did bar magic for a long time. I love magic. Like my shit's like adult oriented. Like I've got a fucking red foam cock and balls. You know, badger trick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've got blue balls. Like I'll give a. This is really sexy. I give a girl the 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 balls are red. I'd be like, oh yeah, hold on to my balls. Okay, you know, massage them a little bit, maybe blow on them. All right, you tease me here. Give them back. And when she opens her hands and give them back, they're blue balls. Like, oh, yeah. You know, the jokes there, right? <laughs> and then like uh, the penis one, I had a really funny encounter with a guy. So I was doing magic. My my dad's in a band, and he likes for me to come out when his band's playing. So like in between sets, I can entertain people. Mm. <laughs> and I was doing magic for this couple at the bar, and the the husband was being a dick, and he was just like trying to ruin everything, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, all right, I got one for you. <laughs> so. I do this one where I'm like counting up the balls and the person gets it wrong every time. And I was like, all right, here, I'll put them in your hand. You tell me how many balls it feels like you have in your hand. And he was like, oh, this is probably going to be like 10 or something. And he opened his hand and his penis popped out. His wife almost fell off her seat <laughs> laughing. And oh, he goes, yeah. you got me. I was being a dick. You got me. <laughs> like, it, was, it was pretty funny, like a sweet magical revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love magic. Well, it's funny because like if you say you're a magician, like I'm an illusionist, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. But people don't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone to bars like, hey. You know, I do, uh, like, bar stuff, illusions. And they're like, oh, we don't get kids that come in here. I'm like, cool, because I'm not doing kid shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not popping out penises in front of kids. <laughs> but, you know, I do a lot of crazy stuff. And I haven't practiced as much <clears throat> in the, like, recent years. But, like, where I work, I've done, like, stuff on stage for hundreds of people at work and divisional meetings and crap like that. And it's fun. Yeah. Just goof around. You know, my son tries to dabble a little bit. It's funny, but yeah, I do all kinds of stuff. I just have one card magic trick that i use everywhere. oh shit what card <laughs> trick is this please don't, don't you probably already know tell me what it is just tell me the, what happens the basic premise is it is please don't tell me it's the one where you're like here's three four rows of cards oh get the <laughs> fuck out of here oh my god but people are amazed by it especially because i don't at the end when you're like when you know which card it is i don't just like and you go, fake that you didn't know it and then you no 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 no. so i the don't next just, card i flip over is going to be your card and you go through all and then you flip over one that you already flipped over. so i don't do that what i know because the, the trick you already know which card it is even though you're not looking because it's, it's like a numbers thing i put out all of them in like these little like flowers around like on the floor oh. and then i tell them to pick a flower and like usually i'm doing people i know and i can know so a lot of times what happens is 
they think they're doing it. I'll be like, pick a flower, and then I'll take it away. And then the last one that's left, I'm like, okay, and I'll pick a petal, and then they take it away until there's one left. I'm like, okay, turn it over, and then that's their card. So that's okay. what seems like, because they're like, wait, what if I pick that one, you know? But if they had picked <laughs> that one, I just would have taken away everything else. So. Yeah, that one drives yeah. me nuts because that's the one, like, when people try to be like, well, I know magic too. <laughs> when, I, when I'm doing stuff at the bar or something, you know? That's the They're only like, thing that's I the know. one fucking trick everybody knows. And I'm like, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Like, my dad was playing at this one bar in, in Madison Heights, and there was like these three Jamaican guys that were outside in the patio, and I went out there to get away from the noise because it's so loud. It's hard to do magic when a band is playing mm-hmm. yeah. because you can't fucking talk. And so I'm out there, and and I was doing something for someone, and they're like, oh, hi, man, what are you, what are you doing over there, man? Like, my accent is going to be atrociously bad, right? <laughs> but it was hilarious because everything was in this thick Jamaican accent. And they're like, oh, you're doing magic, man. And then, so, like, I started doing it. And literally, that's that man was coming out of their mouth, like, constantly. It was funny. But uh, so I do a trick, and then he's like, oh, I got one for you. And then he does that fucking trick. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to sit through this again, right? So I was like, all right, cool. And then his buddy's like, oh, oh, you got the magic, man, you did it. You know, and I was like, all right, here, let me do this one. So then I do this one where I pretend like I'm fucking up, and I'm fucking up hard. And then I do, I'll show you, it's a cool move. But I do this one, this move where, like, right in front of you the card changes and they're like oh shit like lost their shit it was fucking hilarious and like i used to do we would go to the bars and you know play pool and stuff like that and i would like make shit levitate and just wait for someone to notice so i was levitating this napkin and we were right by the pool tables right by like one of the waitress stations the punch and orders and shit so i'm just sitting there floating a napkin in between my hands just making this napkin levitate and shit and she comes over and she's like that's my chair i'm not farting she comes, <laughs> she, I can hear it on the mic. she comes over and she's punching the order and just kind of look, looks over and then and does like the double take i was like what the fuck and i was like oh sorry you're supposed to oh, <laughs> this would, like, then you made it creepy because yeah. you're like oh sorry you weren't supposed to yeah. see that <laughs> just trying to fuck with people yeah. oh um, man well does it make it harder for you that it's on like youtube you can probably find like that how uh, stuff is done you can but People aren't that ambitious. I, say, I never look. I like. I like magic. I Pe- like being people surprised. that are going on YouTube to look at tricks are either the people that are like want to know, or they're like, "What the fuck? How did that happen? I gotta figure this shit out." And they're just like, they're trying to figure it out, right? So that's mostly who's going on. YouTube. So it's not like ruining no, like a no, show or not, something. No, not yeah. at all. That's not good. At all. And it's funny when I see people like on America's Got Talent and shit doing stuff that I've done. And like, my, I had a buddy that uh, I worked with, and he was like, "Dude." Last night, this guy was on America's Got Talent. Like, the same shit you do. Saw the same thing. Because, like, in the world, like, these routines come up within the magic community. Like, there will be these these routines that are created that are, like, staple routines. Like, mm-hmm. the sponge ball, like, the little sponge balls. Like, I've made personal tweaks, like the penis and shit and the mm-hmm. blue balls. Mm-hmm. But the basic routine that I do is, like, one of the the established routines by a really famous magician way back in the day like this book that i have actually it's over on this table is uh like a course in magic that people have been using for forever Mm -hmm. which is why i got it great like start off with this Mm -hmm. stuff so like some of these routines are established and like part of being a magician is trying to figure like being on like your own is trying to figure out how to take those and tweak them and and turn them into something different that's like unique to you so like it's built on the same principles but it's uniquely your thing right Mm -hmm. i mean obviously i'm not the first person that thought of the foam penis because i bought that at the magic store so someone is doing something with a foam penis because they made it but 
how I incorporate it into my tricks is, is something that I've, you know, I played with and how I do it and slip it in there and everything. And, you know, like I can take a, I can have nothing in my hand and grab like light and put it in my hand. And then now that turns into a red ball and then I can take those. And like, I used to do a routine where the balls would go from being these sponge balls to hard rubber ones. And then I would do a whole different routine with those. Mm. So like just figuring out ways to build them. And some of my best tricks that I've done, I will take multiple things and just kind of combine them together. So like there'll be these, these effects and you'll get these small hits and then the bigger, like, you know, so Remember you bought me those little thumbs that had a little oh, red yeah, light? Little yeah, yeah. That's the, the delight. Yeah. yeah. That's so you can take the light and put yeah. it in here. The delight. You're giving away shit. You're giving away stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because, like, uh, some of the stuff, like, especially, it's way simpler than people think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's just so simple. I've gone to bars and, uh, what are you going to have a drink? Oh, I got no money. I'm just here with friends. Uh, if I can amaze you, can I get, like, a free drink? If you can amaze me, I'll buy the whole bar a drink. Everyone at the bar got a drink. Wow. And it was funny because, like, my one friend was like, you didn't bring fucking magic with you, did you? You didn't bring stupid magic. And then after I started getting free drinks, he was like, dude, you better bring that shit every time. <laughs> so the story changes, you know, yeah. right away. But it's 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 interesting because people look at you a little differently because, like, again, like, they associate, like, kid stuff. I've only mm-hmm. done a few kids' show. I've got a couple kids' base drinks. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, I try to make people fucking laugh or, mm-hmm. you know just blow people's minds yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's that's the fun part for me i started doing that in high school i was doing magic really? in high school yeah uh-huh. when we were i did i used to bring tricks in actually did you teach me that card trick no <laughs> hell no. i don't even know how to do that card trick i just know i don't like someone it someone taught me that in fifth grade and she told me that um a wizard taught it to her and i believed that for a long time <laughs> a wizard <laughs> yeah this trick was Actually, handed down to me from wizard to wizard to warlock <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny. i believed it for a very long that's time that's hilarious oh a wizard taught you but no yeah it's been it's been interesting you know so i appreciated you guys coming out and yeah. talking to me thanks for yeah. having you us. uh want to talk about your stuff real quick where can everyone sure look you up where is all that that was all that was supposed to fade in a lot but (laughs) oh well it was harsh but uh go ahead so our website that also has our podcast is what are you more than.com um everything that i'm involved in is at amira may woodruff.com and everything i'm involved with is is warren e woodruff.com and that's W-A-R-R-E-N-E-W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F.com. And then if people are local and looking for a dentist, yeah. our, our dental uh, office is Caring Smiles Family Dentistry. We're located in West Bloomfield and on Orchard Lake in between Maple and 14 Mile. And our website is www.caringsmilesfd.com. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you guys coming out and talking to me, sharing your stories. And this is The Get Up. Thanks for listening to The Get Up. Make sure to check out thegetupshow.com for more information on this episode's guests. While you're there, check out other episodes, leave a comment, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, shoot an email to contact at thegetupshow.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and share on Facebook at The Get Up Show Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Get Up Show and subscribe to The Get Up YouTube channel. The Get Up is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.